The last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah of a person walking back home on a Friday afternoon and it's getting late and he wants to do a Shvita under a tree but he didn't specify exact area. The Mishnah said, Lo amar klum, and we saw Mahloket between Rav and Shmuel. Rav said he's not allowed to move, period, from his, wherever he is. And Shmuel, uh, saw, uh, Shmuel said that uh, you, you at least could walk 2,000 number from where you are right now. And we had Rabbah trying to explain what Rav was talking about with three questions on him. Abaye tried to explain exactly what the case was. And we have a Braita like Rav and we have a Braita like Shmuel. With that, we're going to start on Nun Amud Bet. The last two lines uh, of Nun Amud Bet, we were just quoting the Mishnah, where a person said, A person said, I'm putting my Shvita at the trunk of the tree. He's allowed to walk from wherever he is, 2,000 Amot uh, up until that trunk. And from that trunk, he could uh, now walk another 2,000 Amot till his house. So we see that if you add it all together, he can now walk 4,000 ama from uh, after sundown. Now, starting Nun Aleph Amud Aleph, Amar an amazing Haidush, This is only that uh, if you have enough time to run and get to that trunk of the tree before the sun goes down. Understand where you get the chidush from? The Mishnah says that the sun already came, is about to go down, and that's the reason he's doing it that way. The Gemara explains the Mishnah. Means it's too late to get to your house, but you still have time to run and get to the trunk of the tree, and therefore you can do the iruv that this way. Another explanation, Ikadamre, Hashkalo, it got dark, if you're walking slowly, but if you would run, he would get to it, then you could do this type of Iruv. The difference between both explanations that according to the first Terutz, Rabbah creates a new Pshat or a different, a whole different Pshat than what Abaya understood in the Mishnah. And he understood as hashecha, meaning hashechat lebeto, but not to his, uh, not to the tree. And in the second pshat, he agrees with them in essence of what the pasuk means. The question is just how you get there. Rabbi Rav Yosef avukas leborcha. Now Rabbi and Rav Yosef were both going on the path. It was Friday afternoon, getting dark. Amad Rabbi Rav Yosef. Rabbi told Rav Yosef, our shavita should be under this palm tree that our friend is leaning uh, against it, and it's about 2,000 amot away. And some say, There's this tree that has so many fruits coming out of it that the owner uh, sells it and pays his tax off. Yosef said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know which uh, palm tree you're talking about. Rabbi said, rely on me, give me your shavitan, I'll deal with it. If there was two people walking, one person knows the way, knows where the tree is at the end of 2000, one doesn't know what's going on. The person who doesn't know what's going on gives his shavitat to whoever does know. 
זה שמכיר אומר תהי שביתתנו במקום פלוני and uh, the person who uh, does know what's going on he says our shevita should be in a certain place so just give me yours and I'm, I'll take care of the whole Iruf business and the Gemara says by the way Velohi is never a B.O.C. it was a Stam Baraita no one uh, no, it was written in the name of no one so why did he say it in the name of a B.C. The only, it was really a stam Mishnah. The only reason he said Rabbi Yossi is so that Rabbi Yosef could accept it from him. Because usually when you say Rabbi Yossi, your Rabbi Yossi usually has good reason and uh, you, you don't ask questions. You know, Rabbi Yossi, and that's it. Now, the Gemara continues quoting the Mishnah. If a person doesn't know where he is, doesn't know what's going on, or he doesn't know the halachot of Iruv, and he just said, My Shvita should be exactly where I am, he has 2,000 amot from that place to any side he wants. So the Gemara asks, Where do we get this uh, concept of 2,000 amot? Where, where, where does it say? So the Gemara explains, the Tanya. When it says, when talking about leaving your home, it says, Shavu ishtahtav, sit under your place. Elu arba amot, that's four amot the person has. Al yitzay ishmekomo, elu alpaim ama. That's the 2,000 amot out of your home. So the Gemara asks, Menalan, who says it's 2,000 amot? Amar of Hazda, lamanu makom imakom. We have a gzera shava. Of when it comes to a rotzeh who's running away, it says v'samtila cha makom lanus, right? And so we learn of here alitzayish mukomo, and by rotzeh it says makom lanus umakom menisa. We also have exar shava from makom and the word lanus nisa. So now we take the original alitzayish mukomo and we add it to the word lanus, which is in the pasuk of makom. And now we have another Gzashava, uh, Venisa, Menisa. So we have Vesabtilacha Makom Lanus, plus uh, I think the next Pasuk is Gebul Ir Miklato Asher Yanus. That's another Pasuk with the word Yanus in Rotseah. And now it also says Venitsa Migevul. It says the word Gevul by the Rotseah. It just said Gebul Ir Miklato Asher Yanus, so Gebul. So now it's as if we started again, we started with Alitse uh, Mekomo and we got to Gevul. Ogvul mi gevul, and we have a zrashava of gevul, right? Gevul miklato sheyan, gevul ayin miklato sheyanus. And the next pasuk is umatza oto goel hadam chutz legevulo. So you have gevul and gevulo. Ogvul mi chutz, and then it says chutz and gevul. It says umatza oto goel hadam chutz legevulo. And now it's as if we're bringing all the way that pasuk, the original pasuk, Ali Mekomo, to this pasuk, Now, Now we're learning the word chutz from the word chutz. It says with the gabe, the the still cities, they call it the migrashe halviim, the the cities of the levim. Umadotem and measure mihutz laeir et peat ked et peat kedma alpaim baama. So now we through a whole bunch of gzera shavas we got from al yetzeish mekomo till the the mihutz la'ir pe'at kedma which is two thousand amot. So it's as if and adding all this together, really connecting a lot of that together, it's as if it says two thousand amot. Also the gabe shabbat when it says mekomo there. The gemara says yeah, but venilif mikir ha'ir vechutza elefama. We have another pasuk, 
the cities of the Levim, it says, which is a thousand amot, not two thousand amot. So like my answer is not Danin Hutz Mihutz. We connect Hutz with the word Hutz and we got Exashava. We don't connect the, the word Hutz with the word Hutza. Now the Gemara asks, wait a second, what's the difference between Hutz and Hutz and Hutz and Hutza? Why shouldn't we be able to learn from the word Hutza? Rabbi Ishmael taught a Braita that's on a house. It says, and the case over there is if there is a tzarat on the house, a kohen locks up the house for about a week and he comes back and it spreads, it got a little bit bigger. So he breaks off uh, that area, he knocks off those stones and he rebuilds it, he closes it up nicely and he comes back a week later. And if it came back, even if it didn't spread or even if it didn't go down, he breaks down the entire house. Now, if that after that original first week it didn't get less but didn't get big then he waits another week a second week and then if it stays as is or even if it comes down a little bit you don't break the entire house rather you break that area in the wall and you wait another week again you're waiting another week and if at the end of the third week he comes back and it's there he has to destroy the entire house. Now, by the second week, it didn't say he has to break the wall and rebuild it. But still, hachamim were doresh from one case to the other case. In one case, it says, Ubaha kohen, and the other pasuk, it says, Veshava kohen. And we learned that even though in one of the cases, it doesn't say that you have to destroy that piece of the wall and then rebuild it and fix it and wait another week. It doesn't say it, but still we learned that the Kohen has to do that and wait a third week from Exera Shava of Uba Kohen Veshava Kohen. Now a little bit complicated, but the bottom line is, is Ba and Shav are not the same words, yet we're learning it. So you're telling me Chutz and Chutza we can't learn? So let's read that again. What's the difference if it's Hutza or Hutza? It's all the same idea that the coin has to come, destroy the, the, that piece of the wall, wait a, rebuild it, wait a week, and, and then figure it out at the end of the third week. So you see, we learn the words that are not the same and we use, and use it as Gzira Sheva. My answer is okay. When we don't have anything else to compare it to, then fine, we'll use two words that are not the same, like Uba and Veshav. But if you have uh, the same exact word, Hutz and Hutz, we're going to learn it from the word that makes sense, that's uh, the most like it. And in this case, Hutz and Hutz. And not Hutz and Hutz. Now we learned in the Mishnah, that was the words of Rabbi Hanina ben Antignus. You get 2,000 amot going around, meaning to every corner you get 2,000 amot. And Hachamim said you get 2,000 amot like a square box, meaning in the corners you'll probably get less. So now the question is, Rabbi Hanina ben Antignus, Antignus, 
Now, one way or the other, if you have the Gzrasheva that we learned before of Peot, of peot Ketivan, it says the word, um, and we understood the word Peah means a square. And therefore, it has to be a 2,000 Amot squared. If he doesn't have this So if you have the say squared. If you don't have Gzrasheva, then where do you learn the 2,000 Amot from? So Gemara explains that Olam eat like Zrashava. He has the the Zrashava, but the Veshani Hach of here is different. The Amarka because the pasuk said Zeyelahem Gashayarim by the Ir Miklat or the cities of the Leviim over there it's going to be squared. Lazeata no ten peot over there you give uh, two thousand Amot squared. Veeata no ten peot leshoftei Shabbat, but you don't give these uh, uh, squares to people who are uh, who are trying to do Shavita on Shabbat. Verabanan. What, how would they explain all that? How do you explain that? So Taner of Hananiah Omer, Kaze, you call Shavte Shabbat. They learned the word Ze. This is going to be uh, like, uh, this is going to be the same case for people who are, uh, shom, uh, are trying to be making a Shavita on Shabbat, that we're going to count it as a square. Amar be a Habar Yaakov. A person who carries four amot reshut rabim eno hayav hen ve'alachsonan. You have to go the amount it takes to go four amot plus its diagonal. Now diagonal is always one and two fifths of uh, of the, the the area. So if the area is four amot, uh, add a fifth, it would come out to be a five and three fifths amot. Amar Papa Badik Lan Rabah. Rabah was testing us and he asked, Amud Beshut Arabim. You have a pole in the Shut Arabim. Gavoa Asara. It's a tall ten tefahim. Verohav Arbaah. And it has a width of four tefahim. Sarich hen ve'alachsonan olo. Does it need to have to be four plus the diagonal or not? Meaning, you have a round pole. Is enough that for it to be four tefahim wide, or does it have to be four tefahim plus the diagonal, which is, comes out to be five and three fifths wide? Ve'amrina, and then we told them, Lav hainu ha'adirav hananya. Isn't that the same thing that Rav Hananya said? That Tanya Rav Hananya Omer Kazei you call Shofte Shabbat. The same thing should be all Shofte Shabbat. That it's a square plus the diagonal, and same thing. This uh, pole has to have a four tefachim plus the alachson plus the uh, the diagonal. Now we learned in the Mishnah. This is what we said. The ani does iruv with his feet, and the Mishnah said, "Amar bimeir anu en lanu el ani dafkan ani kedu with his feet." And not Ashir Biudas said, "Doesn't make a difference. Poor man, rich man, everyone's the same. Don't they trying to be lenient with the with the Ashir and by telling him you could give his bread to someone to go do iruv for him and not have to leave with his feet." Now, Amar of Nachman, Mahloket, the Mahloket of Rabbi Meir and Yehuda, if Ashir could do an iruv with his feet, bimkomi means if he can, if he's outside the city and he wants to do the shavita exactly where he is right, right over here. The Rabbi Meir Savar, Ikar iruv bepat. Rabbi Meir he holds that the the main way to do an iruv is with bread. Therefore, even if he wants to do iruv right over here. 
עני הוא דאקילו ברבנן אלווה, אבל עשיר לא. דווקא עני, we can be חכמים or lenient with them, but a rich person uh, who's sitting at home, uh, no, we're not going to be lenient with them. Now, by the way, just for explanation's sake, the ritva, Rashba, and they really explain this to Alpir Rashi also. When we say ani and ashir, we don't really mean ani and ashir. We just mean Ani happens to be the man who's traveling, not outside the city and not for Eruv purposes. And he got stuck on the way. So he could be a millionaire who's traveling for business, but he got stuck in the middle of the desert. And the Ashir is, uh, could be a poor person who happens to be at home for Shabbat. So that, that's what we mean. So according to, uh, according to Rabbi Meir, Dafka, Dafka, that person traveling, the poor person could do it with his feet, but not a person at home. The real way to do an Iruv is with your feet. Go out there and, and, and stand over there all the entire time. Both can do the Shavita from their place uh, just by staying where they are. But if he wants to do a Shavita in a certain place, not here. According to everyone, Ani in Dafka the Ani who's traveling, he could do, uh, do that Iruv uh, were not here over there. Ashir, lo, Ashir can't do it uh, by sitting at home and saying, I want to do the Iruv over there. Vezohi Shamru, Man Katanela. Now, when we said, and this is what we said, that the Ani is Ma'arev Veraglav, who said those words? Rabbi Meir, okay, Rabbi Meir says that the, the main part of Eruv was to do with bread. So what is he exactly, what, which part of the Mishnah was he talking about? So he probably was talking about the case where the guy doesn't know place or he just doesn't know the halachot. And he could say, my shevita is over here. Meaning with the guy who doesn't know the halachot, we're lenient with them and he could say, my shevita is over here. It's a special leniency just for that guy. And who said and who said the second part of the Mishnah where we said we only said bread to be mekil on the rich person? Who said that? That has to go according to Rebihuda, that the Iruv with the bread was only a leniency for the rich person. So that was Rav Nahman Shita, that the Mahloket between Rabbi Meir and Rebihuda was Bimkomi uh, in my actual place. Rav Hasda, now Rav Hasda, he brings a different explanation. Mahloket of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda, where I want to buy my Shevita bim komploni in that place. Meaning he's pointing the place 2000 Amotawai, for example. Did Rabbi Meir Savar, Ani, in only Nani could do that. If he's walking on the way and he finds a tree 2000 Amotawai, he could say, I want my Aruv there. Ashir, look, but if Ashir who's sitting at home can't say, you know what, look out the window and say, you know what, I want uh, my Iruv over there. They both can do that type of Iruv where they look, you know, either the Ani is uh, traveling and he says, I'm looking at that tree or the Ashir from his home. But to do an Iruv right over here, everyone agrees. They could uh, they could just stand over there and they could be kone. Why the ikar iruv Because everyone agrees that the ikar of the iruv is to do with your feet. And when the Mishnah said vezoi shamru that the ani could do iruv with his feet, man katanila who said that? That's Rabbi Meir who says that there's a difference between ani and ashir. So what's he talking about? He's talking about aha on this thing where it says misha He's a person's walking out the way and it got dark and he knows a tree or a fence. And he said that my Shavita should be under it. 
That was uh, Rabbi Meir Shita. And when the Mishnah said, Velo amru me'avin bepat ela lehakel, man katan ela, who said that? That's the vrea call, whether it's Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. And Tosafot points out that according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that the Ashir sitting at home could do that whole Iruv uh, in, in, in a further place, there's a bigger leniency with him, is that he could send his bread with someone and end up in a place even where there's no tree or fence. Ayan Sham. Now, the Gemara says, Tanya Kabateh Rav Nachman. We have a Braita, like Rav Nachman, that the Mahlukat, the Rabbi Hudan, Rabbi Meir, is if a person wants to do an Ayruv in his actual spot, right, wherever he is. Why? It says, Ehad Aniv, Ehad Ashir, Me'ar Bin Bepat. A rich person, poor person, can do Ayruv with bread. Velo Yetzeh Ashir Chutzlat Chum, and Ashir who's at home should not leave his Chum. And then say, my shvita is where I'm standing. Because we only say that you could do that whole iruv with your feet as whoever's walking and it's getting late and it's getting dark. That's according to Rabbi Meir. They both can do the iruv with their foot without the bread. And therefore, a rich person could go out to the home and say, The Shavita will be where I'm standing. And that's the real way to do an Ayruv. And Hachamim said, You can send your Ayruv, you can send a piece of bread with your slave, your son, with the messenger, to be lenient. Amar of Yehuda to prove his point. There's a family, Bet Memel, Bet Gurion, a family of Gurion, Ba'aroma, and there was a city called Aroma, Shayum Halkin Gerogarot, with Simukin Anim Bishne Batsoret. They were giving out uh, raisins and dried uh, figs, and, and, and uh, during the years of famine, and the poor people from Kfar uh, Shihin and Kfar Hanania. They would come to Aroma, which was within 4,000 Amah, and they would stand by the Tchum at night. The next day, they would be able to walk an extra 2,000 Amot. They would get to his house to, 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 to be able to get that free uh, raisins and dried figs. And bottom line is, you see that the Mahlokit of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda is about a person who wants to do his Shvita in his actual place. That according to Rabbi Meir, only an Ani who's traveling can do that, and Rabbi Yehuda, even a poor person, can do that. As long as the Ashir doesn't sit in his house and say, I want to do, the, the, I want to do it over there. And that sounds exactly like Rabbi Nachman. You could even be Medayek like Rabbi Nachman from our Mishnah. That, uh, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, only a, perp- a poor person could say, I want to do it over there. They katane, what does it say in our Mishnah? A person wants to go to the next town over, it's within uh, 4,000 Amot. So he's already halfway there, and his friend doesn't listen, it's getting cold, it's getting dark, come back, uh, come back home. He's allowed to go to the next city. On Shabbat, but anyone in that in the city he's uh, in are not allowed to go to the next city. We asked the Gemara asked, Why is he mutat to go to the next city and they're not allowed, and the rest of the people in his city are not allowed? 
What are we dealing with? He has two houses, one in each city. And there's a Tehum Shabbat, there's a border, I guess 4,000 Amot between each city. So when he puts the, the Iruv in between both cities, he could go from one city to the other, but his real plan was to, do, uh, to, to, be, uh, to be doing Shabbat in the, in the second city. And there, uh, unless his, uh, because of his friend, they called him back. Tom's getting cold, getting dark. He came back home. Therefore, he picked himself up and walked. He's considered a poor person, quote unquote, poor person, because he's a traveler. And we're talking about a situation where he's traveling and he's saying, uh, uh, My Iruv is in my exact place. The rest of the people in his city, they're at home, they didn't leave their house, and they can't do the Iruv by saying, my Iruv is in that exact middle line. Therefore, they're not going to leave their house and go to the next city. And the Gemara proves, Alma, so what do we see? That according to Buddha, a person who wants to be Shevita in that place over there, 2,000 amot away, whatever it must be, a person who's traveling can do such a thing. Ashir, who's in his house, can't do such a thing. And that's like Rav Dahman. That only Nani could do that such a type of Shvita, not Ashir. Shma Mina, the Gemara accepts that proof. And the Gemara tells us, taught this Mishnah to in front of Rav. And uh, the review that said that whether a rich person or poor person can do the iruv with their foot. You could end off and uh, conclude that halakha is like Rabbi Yehuda. And the mahluket is according to Rav Nahman that the person is saying shivitati bimkomi. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.